Welcome to Work Life Harmonize with your host, Dana Mahina. Today is a special day. I know I say that every week, so bear with me, listeners. Today is special because I've been talking for years about having a live call-in show. Have we done it? No. Do we want it? Yes. And do you as listeners ask questions when you direct message us? You do. It's a little like pulling teeth with everyone. So remember, follow us at Dana Mahina and all places that you listen to your podcast. If you're listening on radio on the islands of Oahu or Kauai, Thank you. Thank you. Mahalo. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. And instead of having a live call-in show or answering your direct message questions today, I have convinced someone to join me live in studio. Welcome, Jean-Vievre. Aloha. Aloha. We're so glad you came. I'm glad to be here. It's really generous of you to spend your time, ask your questions, and allow yourself to be part of the work-life harmonized community. Thank you. You're welcome. So you have some very deep questions for Dana Mahina. They are multi-part questions. So listeners, I said to her, she's an incredible friend and community member and someone I really believe in and an up-and-coming woman that I want to invest my time with. She's an inspiration for all of you in terms of these questions. Just wait for it. Her questions are so deep and so multifaceted. They are the perfect work-life harmonized questions. So hit me. What's question number one? Okay, here we go. So what can I do to improve my routine balancing wife, mother, sister, friend, dancer, entrepreneur, etc.? So that was seven or eight roles that you are performing every single day and welcome to being a woman. So for our male listeners, don't tune out, listen up. If you're married, you're partnered, you're a brother, you're an uncle, and there are women in your life struggling with wearing so many different hats. Jean-Bierre's question is the question we like to answer on this show. So let's start with the word balance. Let's unpack that for a minute. So you asked how to balance it all. So as you know, because I know you've read my book, balance is a myth. It leads to burnout. It is this endless quest for women to do it all, all at one time in order to have their all. Do you still believe it's possible to do all of those things all at one time? No. Okay. How hard have you tried? Every day is a challenge. Every day is a struggle. Every day. And when is the last day that you can remember where you felt like, you know what? I crushed it. Describe the day. When I gave birth to my children. And you have two children. Yes. Okay. Three actually. Okay. And on those days where you were doing it all and you had to do it all and you gave your all and you were in the incredibly, for those of you that have not birthed children, I'm here to tell you, it's not for the faint of heart. It is a messy, scary, incredible, awe-inspiring, challenging situation. I, how many words did I leave out? So on those days, were you also focused on all the other roles or were you super completely focused on the birthing of the kids? I was focused on the present moment. On the present moment. 
When is the last time you focused on the present moment in your current life? This morning. This morning. What were you doing? Focused on getting safely and sound and sanely to work. Safe, sound, and sane. We love alliteration on this show. So safety, what does that look like? Destination A, destination B. Okay. Safe. Brilliant. So for our listeners that know how to work life, harmonize, and avoid balance in order to trade off for the good stuff, going from point A to point B is the first answer to your question. It's a linear, straight line, blinders on. I go point A, I go point B, and I'm hyper-focused on getting there. So that's great. What was the security piece? I'm at work, and I'm here, and I'm ready to... Let's get the show on the road. Let's get the show on the road. And what was the sound piece? Um, everything like together, um, you know, the routine of work. The routine of work. Yeah. How much time when you're working do you spend thinking about being a mom, a wife, a dancer, all those roles? It's circling in my head because I'm Full on Pisces. Full on Pisces. Welcome to the show. Full on Pisces. For all the Pisces listening, you probably know what that means. So full on Pisces. So the tape is running behind your head all the time, right? What does it sound like for the listeners? Because they can relate to this too. What's that tape telling you? Do this. Okay, you're at work. So you're going to work this focus on work and you're going to get off of work and you're going to do this and you're going to do that and then you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Is that point A to point B? No, I don't. What, what points are those? That's like geometry, like all geometry. So is it like A and then M and then B and then Z and then T and then Q and then C again and, and then, then fractions in between. And then and then the pieces of fraction in between. Yeah. I love she's using math. So for those of you that are not good at math, including me, let me help interpret. What's happening with Zombiev is she's meandering through her daily life in the routine as if she's giving us a glimpse into the day of her life. And that's what it takes to actually get out of the quest for balance and into the search for peace, harmony, and presence. So when you said, I was so present the day I gave birth, hyper, hyper present, that's the first clue, especially for women who are overworked and burned out and crushing it every day for everyone except themselves because we can come last. So when's the last time you came first? I'm not sure. Um, oh, I got my new car. Okay, you got a new car. Yeah. First time in how many years? 10 years. First time in 10 years. Congratulations. Thank you. If you need a new car and you can afford it, everyone, get the new car because you should see her when she talks about the car. I didn't even see her drive it. When she talks about the car, it's an elevating, empowering kind of a mood enhancer, you know? Yes. Okay, and that car's for you. Yes. Okay. What do you feel like when you're driving the car? Describe that. I feel confident, I feel empowered, I feel good, I feel sexy. Woo! I feel, all in all, I feel, I feel grateful. And grateful. Yeah. So we want women to feel all of those things, including sexy. That's a good feeling and grateful. So for those of you that have listened to the show for years and you've done your gratitude work, it never ends. 
We have to find gratitude every single day because it creates space and it creates clues to the mystery of life, which is not answered with balance. It's answered with what is most important right now. So let's go back to your question and let's talk about which one of the roles gives you the most joy. In all honesty? Yeah. Dancer. Dancer. What's happening when you're dancing? Describe that for our listeners. I feel joy. I feel contentment. I feel grateful. I feel abundance. I feel love. I mean, I all those other things too, of course. The love is always there. But dancer is more for me, for myself. So that is something you give to yourself. Yes. And how often would you say you dance? Almost every day. Almost every day. How present are you when you're dancing? I'll say 99.99%. It's almost impossible to get better than that, right? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> so now what I want you to do, Jean-Bierre, I want you to compare the at-work woman mm-hmm. who's killing it and crushing it at work, serving others, let's face it, and thinking about all the to-do lists of all those other jobs you've got, seven jobs at least, versus when you're dancing for a few minutes or an hour or whatever it is. What's the difference in terms of being present? Are you super present when you're dancing? Super present. Are I you there? Okay, you're there. Are you thinking about after this, I have to get the kids and after this, I have to prep the meal and no, I'm focused and zoned out in what I love to do. Okay. So how is that any different for our listeners than let's say people who meditate, do yoga, journal? Is it any different? No, no. So for you, is it? your sacred space. Yes. Okay. Are you willing to give it up? No. For any reason? No. Great. That's your first place to start figuring out. Because it can't be taken away from you. It can't be taken away from you. So for you listeners that feel like you miss the thing that can't be taken away and you've let it go, or you've somehow allowed something or someone to take your sacred space away, you got to bring sexy back. You've got to get it back and you got to get it back right now. What is the minimum amount of time per day for you to dance, Jean-Viev, that you feel what you're describing? I try to at least um, dedicate maybe five to 10 minutes of at least two songs of hula or Zumba. Or Zumba. And on a day where you don't hula or Zumba, what happens to that question of all the roles you have to play? Does it get louder or softer if you're not dancing or exercising? Um, at a medium <laughs> And what happens when you're dancing and exercising? What happens to that sound? Does it oh, turn there's down? Nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. Right, 99.99999. Nine. And another nine for good measure. So you're in studio. You can laugh. It's good. <laughs> we need some humor here. This is a very big topic. So what we've learned so far, and and I want to check with you is you're not willing to give up your dance, your Zumba, your hula, your love, your passion. You are willing to spend five, 10 minutes a day minimum. And on the days where you are giving that gift to yourself, 
you take a pause from all the other roles. Did I get it right? Yes. Okay. So what is your question now? If you were to change your question from how do I balance it all perfectly Nirvana to how do I do what with those roles? What are you really wanting to know? How do I um, focus on one position every day? One position. One, one, how do I um, mm -hmm. focus on that task at hand mm -hmm. at that present? How do I give myself in that present moment on that time of day? With grace. With grace, gratitude, and most of all, love. And love. Grace, yeah. gratitude, and love. Is there any guilt if you yes. don't? Okay. So now we're getting somewhere. All right. So it's guilt. How many shows has Harmony Be Balanced and now Work Life Harmonize and my old show Settle Smarter that came out with the book? How many women feel guilt? Raise your hand, but not if you're driving, unless you can safely drive with one hand. How many women feel guilt? Every woman feels guilt. We're not doing enough. We're not doing it fast enough. We're not doing it smart enough. We're not doing it cool enough, right? It's the judgment. So if we were to turn down your judgment dial and turn up your joyful dial, it's when you're dancing. Yes. Do you feel guilty when you're dancing? No, not at all. Not at all. No. So Jean-Bierre is so clear. She's not giving it up for anything or anybody ever. It's her, it's her sacred space. Okay. So there is this school of thought that we teach here on the show and in my coaching practice, which is focus on the task at hand, which is what you said, and how it's by telling yourself it's okay to focus on the task at hand, by telling yourself that guilt is not an emotion, it's not real, it's manufactured, and it's quite manipulative. It's by looking at the facts and not the fiction. So let me ask you this. In all honesty, if you are doing a great job at work serving others, mm -hmm and you're really thinking about everybody else that you need to take care of and please later, are you really doing your best work? Not at all. Not at all. How do you know? Because I'm not focusing on the task at hand. I'm getting, I'm getting confused. I'm getting obliterated by other things. Yeah. yeah. So confused and obliterated by other things and maybe even distracted. Distracted. Um, yeah. And you feel it when that happens or is it later? No, I feel everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's happening. Mm -hmm. So inside of your question is really a request for permission. Right. Is that right? Right. Okay, we're getting somewhere. So the permission is as a woman and a wife and a mother and a friend and a dancer and all those other roles, you're asking for permission to focus on the task at hand, to not feel guilty about it, and to have some grace for yourself, which you give to yourself with dancing and exercising, and you don't give that to yourself in the other areas of your life. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So what is the one thing you would be willing to commit to and come back on the show soon and tell us how it went? We would love a catch up. What, what are you willing to commit to now that you understand what it's going to take for you to give yourself permission. What would you give yourself in one of those areas to feel the permission? Give more to myself. Yeah. 
um, motherhood, being a mother, because that's constant. That's that's never gonna ever 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 stop. <laughs> Forever and eternity. Forever and eternity. Yeah, being a mother is is the most challenging, most loving, most craziest thing you can ever go through. It, being a parent. Being a parent. Yeah. In general. It is the hardest job on earth. Yeah. So if you were to give yourself permission to not feel guilty about motherhood, how would that work for you? Just love my children. First of all, love myself. First of all, love yourself. So on the show, we talk about me before we, and that is the answer. That is the answer. And is it okay if I say that you have, you have daughters? Okay. You don't have to edit that out. <laughs> Listeners, live edits, live show. We're just trying it on to see how it fits. This is so cool. You're a good sport. Uh, your daughters will learn to love themselves first and foremost by watching you. Yes. Okay. And leaders, because we talk a lot about leadership and let's face it, you all are leaders. You're leaders of your life. You're leaders of your work. You're leaders of your passion projects. You're leaders. We're not talking to people who don't want to be leaders on this show. You're leaders. So own your leadership because our kids, our employees, our coworkers, our grandparents, they follow what we do, not what we say. So if you're the leader of motherhood inside your own home, then those up and coming young daughters of yours who will be women and look out, they're, they're leaders in the making. I'm telling you, I've met them. You're going to be sure to set the example for them. So on a day where you don't feel strong, remember you're showing them the way. There's the permission slip. Yeah. Cool. That's beautiful. Okay, let's go to your second question. Um, what is your definition of success? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I love a live show. I'm sweating. I'm so glad this isn't video. My definition of success. So First of all, thank you for asking that question. It is is a question I've only been asked once before that I can remember, and it was on someone else's podcast. And it kind of took me back because I had to remember from being a child, I was eight or 10, can't remember, let's say young. And I had a poem from Ralph Waldo Emerson posted up on my wall on an old bulletin board with a push pin. Like this is old school because I'm 55. They all know that. You don't have to say your age. So his definition was about helping children and planting a garden and sowing positive seeds and um, doing something good for someone else. And when someone's hurting, you lend a hand. It had nothing to do with money. It had nothing to do with power. And it had nothing to do with control. Yet what I've learned over all the years of working inside companies and now working for myself and helping others, which is my life's mission, is that everyone's definition of success is very individual and very personal. And it's not a right or wrong. It's not a good or bad. My de definition is the manifestation of that poem. I'm living it now. I'm helping others. I'm not even good with the garden and I'm planting this beautiful blue jade vine. If you know what that is on the islands, you do. If you're on the mainland or out of the country, you may not know what blue jade vine is. Look it up on the podcast. We will include it in the show notes. It looks like a turquoise blue flower with a beautiful green ivy 
fast growing vine and the flowers look like they're from the time of the dinosaurs. I don't know how to describe them, right? They're very Jurassic. From Avatar. Yes. We talked about that on the show. I couldn't get through the second movie because I was crying and I had to leave. That's for another show. So I want you all to just for a moment, and I'm going to turn the question back on you. Of course, you know what's coming. I want you listeners to think about for a moment, what is your own definition of success? What is it and how does it drive you? And are you living the life in truth that is your definition of success? Or, or, or are you living up to someone else's expectation of success? Because what jean may not know, and again, she's such an angel to try this new format out with me, I'm so grateful, is that her first question and her second question are connected. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah. So the first question is, am I good enough? If I can't do it all, all at one time for everyone and everybody, and then I come last, except when I come first, let me hide it. But I'm going to guard it because she's smart enough and she's she's worked hard enough and she's had enough lessons to know she needs that dance. She needs that time for herself, that quality presence. And if we're living up to somebody else's expectation, I can promise you one thing, you're not in your own definition of success. So what is your definition of success? You just said it, to live in your truth. To live in your truth. To be genuine, to be a good human, all of that is all connected. To be genuine, to be a good human, to be connected, to live in your truth. Well, if that isn't work-life harmonized, I don't know what is, because here on the show, we talk about five facets. You've got your job, your work, your career, which includes all the motherhood stuff, too. Yeah, that's a job. You have your family or ohana or extended family, which for some of us is a lot of people. And for some, it's not. We sure learned that in COVID when we were locked down. Who is your family? We have your friends. That definition has shifted since COVID as well. We don't talk about that on this show as much as we we need to, which is who are your real friends? Who are your ride or die people? Then you have community, you know, giving back or neighborhood things or church or however you define community. And then you have your own well-being. Those are the five facets of every person's life. Men, women, regardless of age or where you come from or what's in your bank account. We all have the same five facets. And so when you're trying to fulfill all of those at one time for someone else's ideal, then what Jean-Vieve is saying is that you can't can't be in her definition of success, right? So, wow, we've covered so much ground and the show is almost done. So on our shows where we have guests that call in and we record and then we post the show versus having someone live in studio, we tend to give the final word to the guest and we ask them if they have either a quote they love to live by or a truth they like to tell or just something that they've learned on the show that they want to share with others. So I am putting you on the spot. Is there something for the final closing of today's incredible live show that you would like to share with our listeners? What would you want to hear if you were listening? <laughs> on these subjects of so many hats <laughs> um just appreciate life and being grateful is gratitude is the attitude of your life like that's what i've learned the most 
of the 41 years that I've been here. <laughs> Another honest woman. Yeah. Gratitude is the attitude of your life. I'm not certain anyone has said it quite like that. And I love that. Gratitude is the attitude of your life. It sounds like a choice the way you say it. Yes, it is a choice. Is it? It is. Okay. So on a crap day, we can swear, on a shit day, what do you do when you don't feel any gratitude at all? Oh, I don't allow myself. <laughs> I have affirmations all over my wall. I constantly read. I constantly get inspired by others. I'm a mother. I have to inspire every single day. I have no choice. I'm obligated to. So so for those of you that aren't <laughs> as disciplined as jean who still has really challenging questions. Yes. She is not superhuman because no one is. She yes. is a very real, authentic, incredible person. I want you to just give yourself grace. We talk about that on this show a lot in that there are going to be days you don't feel like practicing gratitude. And what I'm learning from you, jean because I always learn from my guests, is that you can find somebody else who will show you the way. Some other leader. Right. They will show you the way it's out there. If you find it, whether it's social media or a friend or a neighbor or uh, something that you read on a bulletin board outside of a restaurant, like somebody's license plate might surprise you. Keep your eyes open when you're driving on that road and keep your heart open when you're feeling a little bit like you're not good enough or you're low because that gratitude practice is everything and it is impossible. It is impossible, this is scientifically proven, to feel grateful and guilty at the same time. How's that? Mind-blowing. Mind so we're going to wrap the show with our usual, until next time, you want to join me, we say, ahoy ho, and we thank you, and I thank you. Aloha. Thank you for being on today's show. Mahalo, nui, lo, salamako. Thank you. Ete